you would, bow your heads with me. Dear God, we come to you now thankful for our many blessings. Dear God, just speak to us. Allow us to hear you and then go out and live it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So this morning, um, I got up, went to the gym, um, came back, and as I was coming back, I was clicking on to bring my slides up, and um, Arian, we're having Tori's 18th birthday uh, dinner for the Phelps family, so um, she comes to me and says, the pickup I got at the store gave me this instead of this. Can you go get me this? And I said, when do you need it? And she said, now. I said, okay. So I jump in my truck, and... Uh, I passed up, I told Ariana I passed up Noah and Ham, and she didn't know who I meant, but that's Noah and his son, Ham. I didn't see Sham or Japheth or whatever the one's name is. Okay, I didn't see those guys, because it was coming a flood. And I drove in the center all the way down Raleigh Road and down State Street, and water's just flying up. And I thought, who would go out in this kind of weather? You would have to be absolutely crazy to go out in this weather. And I pull up to Big John's, and guess who I saw? My Uncle Dave, right there. <laughs> I thought, yep, that makes sense now. Okay, so then I come back home. The story's not over. <laughs> come back home, make it through the water, okay? And hand her that. And I was getting ready to make sure I didn't pick up the wrong stuff because I wasn't going to live another drive back to town. Okay? And then I don't know if our computer's been struck by lightning or if it hates me or what, but long story short, I don't have slides this morning. Okay? They, are, they are still in the computer somewhere. It kept, I wanted PowerPoint to come up, but it kept wanting to bring Excel up. I don't want that word. I don't want that email. I don't want that in PowerPoint just sitting there. So. We're going to have to do this old school today, okay? So if you have your phones or you actually have a Bible with you, <laughs> pull it out, okay? And I'm going to be in Hebrews 10. We have talked about is stuff still important, okay? Is love still important? Is uh, worship service still important? Is actual service important? And then we're going to talk about today is, is community important? We live in a society where it's so easy to get uh, lost and, and to, you know, be lonely, get isolated. There's a lot of things that can happen to you to where you end up getting isolated and then you get into a, a funk or a depression or something and then you can just kind of pull away. I call it the cocoon. You pull away and you wrap yourself up and get in your cocoon and feel like you're safe and just kind of unplug from everybody, all right? And then sometimes we as a church can get isolated inside of our walls here and kind of build, make this a fortress instead of a hospital for the sick and the, and the needy, okay? So we can, we can get inside and we can become clannish, like minds, everybody, believes the same way and thinks the same way. It can be easy to do, get inside your own little group here. And um, so is it important to have a community? Is it important to be part of a community? Is it important to be part of a family? Is that important? And we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks is uh, when I do what we teach here and when I do premarital counseling, we say, you know, God looked at Adam and saw he was all by himself and that was sad. 
He didn't want it that way. We're supposed to be in a family. God is a community inside of himself. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Okay, and we are to reflect that because we're made in his image. So we're to be a part of, the, of a community, a part of a family, all right? And so it says uh, here in Hebrews 10 of, in 19, Therefore, brethren, have boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. Wow, there's so much written into this right here into these first couple of verses. So much, and we could get lost for months talking about everything that's in here. Hebrews is such a, such a rich, deep book, and it's just layered with meaning, but yet it can, you can bring out the simplest things, and, and, and it can be so applicable to what you're going through or what maybe you're struggling with or, or maybe you know, what's keeping you rolling here. And first, I just want to start out with the honor that we have that we can come boldly to the throne, okay? And then what, what does that mean? Does that mean that we strut up there and, you know, like, it's not at all what that means, okay? But we don't have to do what the priests did, what they did back in that day where they all came together on Day of Atonement and then the priest had to go through and I think they tied a rope on his leg because if he did one thing wrong, he was going to, you know, get smoked, smoted or smited or whatever and, you know, they couldn't do anything wrong. They had to do everything correctly, and they had to go through all the, the, the stuff that was required of them and just to get their forgiveness of their sins, and then they had to bring sacrifices. I mean, we don't have to. We can go straight to God the Father through Jesus Christ, and we don't have to go through another person. We don't have to send our prayers through something and some type of ritual or anything. We can pray at the time we need it, when we need it, and we can pray always. We can always pray. And sometimes they say prayer's been taken out of certain things. Pray. Pray where you are. Pray. We can go to the throne with our requests and with our needs. And sometimes I talk about microwavable prayers. I'm so ashamed sometimes of how limiting my prayers are. And I know that you, I know that this probably isn't going to happen, but maybe this could be the out. And that kind of prayer is like kind of rolling through my head subconsciously as I'm praying. I think, what, what is wrong with me? And then sometimes when people come up and say, you know, this happened, I'm, it's like I'm shocked when I shouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, well, that's what we prayed for, right? Well, of course, that's what happened. But we can come boldly. We don't have to come as the priest did. And the reasons why we can do this, the reasons why we could do this is because of the blood that was spilt by Jesus Christ at Calvary. He shed his blood so that we can have forgiveness, atonement, everlasting life. And he, he filled the void that separated us from God. And the Bible speaks that we can't be separated from the love of God. Okay, that's true. But we can separate ourselves from God through sin, okay? So that's why we have to be able to go to the throne so that we keep connected and that we stay in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I can't make it any more imperative upon us that we have to spend quality time each and every day with Jesus Christ. 
you got you to gotta schedule that time in. If you don't have that kind of time scheduled in your life, you're missing out. You're missing out. Your, your personal life's missing out. Your marriage is missing out. Your family's missing out. Your kids are missing out. Your, your spiritual growth is not where it should be. Make time to spend time with Jesus Christ. And it says, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. His flesh was torn so that the veil that separated us from God was torn. And he died in his death and resurrection gave us the ability to come directly to God. And it is by a new and living way because there is no death. For the Christian, there is no death. In this life we may die, but there is no death, a final death. We go to heaven. We live with him in eternal life. And we are living we are not dead in our trespasses. We are not dead in our sins, but we are living. And here's the other thing. Since we are living, and since we are a reflection of Jesus Christ, we have to be living sacrifices. Okay? We have to pick up our cross. We have to pick up our mission, our ministry that Jesus Christ has laid in front of us. Each and every day before the, your feet hit the floor, you pray the prayer, empty me of me, let the Holy Spirit take over, let, allow me to pick up this cross that's in front of me, and then go out and live it as the Holy Spirit fuels me and lives through me. It's a living way. And the other thing is that Easter is just not one day a year. Easter is every single day. We are being made new. We are covered in our, our flesh. Our flesh is weak, but we are being made new. Even as we grow old, and I got spots all over me where I got stuff burnt off. All, even with that, I'm being made new. And you are too. And we are being made new each and every day. Easter is every day. That's why we celebrate our salvation each and every day because Jesus Christ went to the cross so that we can have the ability to go directly to God with our prayers through Jesus Christ. That's the key, through Jesus Christ. And it says that in having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart full of assurance and faith. We have to have faith. We, it's, there's one thing to, get, to have the opportunity to go boldly to the throne, but you have to go there with faith. And that's what I was talking about. Those microwavable prayers aren't going to cut it. We need some prayer warriors, guys. We've had some, we've had some prayer warriors die over the years. We need, we need people to develop into prayer warriors. And, you know, all that takes is love, faith, and dedication. That's what it is. And it says, um, let us draw near with a true heart full of assurance, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And that is a reflection of what they did where they sprinkled the blood on everything to make it clean. Jesus Christ's blood washes our sins away once and for all. We don't have to keep going back. He did it once and for all. He died for us once and for all. Now, that also means that you who are still holding yourself guilty on something you did thousands of years ago, you have to learn to forgive yourself. You don't put Jesus Christ back up on the cross each and every day. Forgive yourself. Get past it. We all make mistakes. We all have regrets in life. But get past it and move forward in a positive way. Don't let that, that incident, that event, scar the rest of your life. Everybody comes back. That's what it talks about. Get up. Pull yourself up. I pick you up with my right hand. Everybody is redeemed. We are a different type of people because we are redeemed. And we are forgiven of our sins. It says, um, let us hold fast. The confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. 
And there is, the, there is the promise that God will never leave you nor forsake you. He will always be there with you. We can never be separated from his love. And he always has what's best for us in his plans. What more do we need to know? What more do we need to know? And let us, and then here it is, okay? With all that being said about how we can go boldly, love's important, the motive has to be love. We are put on this earth to serve for Jesus Christ himself. Did not come to be served, but to serve even to the point to where he gave his life on the cross for salvation, okay? So each of us are made for service. We all have a ministry. We all have something that we're supposed to do. It's our obligation and mandate to find out what that is and then go do it to the fullest. It's what the Bible tells us to do. It didn't ask us to do it. It tells us to do that. Okay? So that's what we're supposed to do is find out what our mission is, what, find out what our ministry is, and go do it to the best of our ability. Okay? And it says, here it is. This is community. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Now notice the, notice the order that those are put in. What has to be there first? And then love drives us to do what? For the glory of... Hey, let you guys preach next week, all right? Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Why would that be? Christianity is a team sport. Christianity is a team sport. Healthy families go to heaven together. You may get there at different times, but you go there together. Okay? We're, as a healthy family, we're all going to go to heaven together. We're all going to be there. And we need encouragers in our lives. If you have someone who is an, an encourager in your life, man, cling to them, okay? As long as it's honest and it's not fake or puff up, okay? But we need people that will encourage each other in prayer, in love, also in correction, but we need people to encourage us. And that is why we come together, is to feed off of one another, to build off of each other, to bear up each other's burdens as if they're our own. Our secret is the unity that comes from our diversity. Each of us has a different skill that was given to us by God. Each of us have a different talent. Each of us have a different mission. And you know what? If you don't do your mission, the church is missing it. The church is going without. And if each and every one of us come together and do what we're called to do, we can change the world that we know. We can change the world that we know. Because Jesus, he didn't, he didn't pick out the best, did he? I mean, those dudes were, were not the most thought of. All right? One of them was actually a thief, right? So they changed the world. A revolution of love. It's still going on. It's our turn to pick it up and keep that revolution going in this area. And this area needs it. Amen. But exhorting one another, encouraging, teaching, so much the more as you see the day approaching. We have to have endurance in this life. 
You know that. The world's going to throw some ugly things at you. I'm not asking you to be a better person. I'm asking you to cling to Jesus Christ. I'm not asking you to get tougher. I'm asking you to rely solely on Jesus Christ. I'm not asking you to get more stubborn. Is that possible? I'm asking you to stand with Jesus Christ. Allow him to fight the battles for us. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.